I want to read to us this morning from the book of Ezra, chapter 8, verse 21 through 23. Um, The book of Ezra is written in a time when the people of Israel have been allowed to return to Israel after being in captivity in Babylon. um, And then um, Cyrus has come and he's given them some, Cyrus the Great, the Persian, has given them permission to go back and to rebuild the city and the walls. Ezra has gone back and started to do the work and um, and it's not complete yet. And he's writing about that throughout this throughout the, this book. but he, he writes in chapter 8 verse 21. I proclaimed a fast by the Ahava River so that I might, so that we might humble ourselves before our God and ask him for a safe journey for us, our dependence and our possessions. I did this because I was ashamed to ask the king for infantry and cavalry to protect us from the enemies during the journey since we had told him the hand of our God is gracious to all who seek him but his fierce anger is against those who abandon him. So we fasted and pleaded with our God about this, and he was receptive to our prayer. What a wonderful little story packed with so much emotion that we can identify with. Heavenly Father, um, we praise you because you're the God who is the same yesterday, today, and forever. I thank you because we can look at scripture and see that the people in scripture are so much like us. Human nature has not changed. And we all do the same things and make the same mistakes and have the same fears and need you to be our God. So Lord, we would humble ourselves before you today and learn from Ezra. Through Christ I pray, amen. As I said, in Ezra chapter 8, the people of Israel have, um, are, are now under the captivity of the Persians. Ezra has led what's been called the second wave of exiles from Persia to Jerusalem. He originally came to Jerusalem with a letter in his hand from King Artaxerxes, granting him a huge amount of authority, giving him authorization to tap into the, the, the royal treasury, permission to punish any Jewish people who are disobedient to the law of God. Ezra might be called kind of the secretary of state for Jewish affairs for uh, the Persian king at this moment. He basically could have asked the king for almost anything, and the king would have said yes. Um, The king, you know, Cyrus is very positively... um, uh, oriented toward the people of God. Um, uh, 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 um, according to history, he saw that Isaiah had written, had predicted about him even by name. And so he was thrilled to be a part of the work of God there with the people of Israel. However, um, Ezra hadn't asked for everything. He had to ask for a military escort um, 
to make the four-month journey to Jerusalem. And now he's wrestling with what he should do. See, he had boasted to the king um, that God would provide for them. And um, the king at this point, I believe, is, is Artaxerxes. And he kind of boasted, our God is mighty. Our God's going to provide for us. And now, as he's about to take off, he's thinking, can I really go back to the king after I have boasted so greatly of the, of the power and provision of our God? Our God's going to take care of all of us. Can I now go back to him and say, uh, oh, and by the way, he's going to provide by you giving us you know, your military to give us an escort. And, he, and, and so he, he says there um, that, that he, he called for a fast for the people to humble themselves before God, to ask that God would give them safety on the journey and safety for their little children who are traveling with them, as well as for their possessions, because... I was ashamed to ask the king. He just couldn't bring himself to go back to the king and say, oops, I got, maybe God's not going to provide for us. Kind of interesting, this time when Ezra calls for a fast, it's not because he is wanting them to confess sin. So often fasts are called because people to, to look at themselves and to, um, and, and to repent of some, some obvious sins. Ezra appoints this fast for a simple reason, to humble themselves before God, to appeal for God as a symbol of submission and humility before God, humbling themselves to say, God, we need you. He calls for a fast to intensify their prayers so that he, through their prayers, they are that much more focused on their desperation for God. And as a complete um, expression of dependence, man does not live on bread alone, you know, but everything that comes from God himself. So they prayed for a safe journey, knowing that the road ahead would be filled with dangers, enemies, and travel. And, um, and now he calls them to repent. You know, this for, this for Ezra. Can, can, you, can you relate to Ezra's situation here? You've boasted boldly about God before the event has arrived. You've boasted in confidence about how God will be with you months away from the real test and then all of a sudden you get there and you're like um I sure hope God provides you know um I, I, I this is kind of like when people commit to a capital campaign or maybe commit they say I we are going to give 12% our first 12% we're going to give to God this year and we believe, you know, so, so, so you're looking at the 2023 budget, for instance, or say, we're going to give, the, it's going to be a stretch, and I don't know, uh, it's going to be hard to, but I believe God's going to provide for us. 
And then it comes time to write that first check. And you're, okay, yeah, I think we can do this. I think we can do this. Comes time to write that second check. Yeah, I think we, I get, well, let's get it. Comes time to write that third check. And all of a sudden you're thinking, man, I was really, comp I was really boasting in the Lord back before I had to write the check. But now that I have to write the check, um, you know, it, it's, we've made decisions like this as a church before. You know, we believe that it's God's will for us to buy this building or to go into this project. We believe that he's going to do immeasurably more than all we could ever ask or imagine, more than we can see. And it gets really bold until the time of decision comes, the, the moment of real commitment. It's easy <clears throat> to commit to faith when it's at a distance. But when it gets real, that's when it gets scary. And we start to wonder, should I really have boasted in the Lord? Maybe some of us, I'm only going to marry a Christian. God wants me to stay sexually pure. I'm going to wait until marriage. I'm going to share Jesus with somebody this week. Yep, this week I'm going to share some. I'm going to invite five people to, to, to join me in church in, in, the next, in the next month and a half. You know, I'm going to take, I'm going to invite 10 people to, uh, 10 friends to, to join me for uh, the Friends series. We're going to do a Friends series this fall. Say, so I'm, I'm going to invite 10 different people to join me for this Friends series. This fall. I think that it's God's will for me to do that. You know, I'm going to make a bigger commitment to serve than I've ever made before. And because the commitment is made in the distance, <clears throat> We can make that commitment with great faith. Why? Because we do really do believe that God is big enough to, for that commitment. We really believe, do believe that's the right thing. We really do believe that God is good and will provide. And then the moment comes. And you can't find somebody who's a Christian to date. Or this person that you're dating is getting really sexually aggressive and you start to think, well, everybody else is doing it. Well, be, financially, it sure would make a lot more sense if we would live together before marriage. Well, I don't know that I can invite 10. Who am I supposed to? Who are the 10 people I'm supposed to invite the, to church? I can't find 10 people. I can't. And all of a sudden you get there and you know exactly how Esther felt, Ezra felt. When he says, I was ashamed. Why was he ashamed? He had boasted in the Lord and he was really afraid that God wouldn't be good for his boast. And so he calls the people to pray and fast. Fear creeps in. Now, one of the things I appreciate about Ezra is I think that his fear, I do think he indicates his fear is not that he's gonna be ashamed Ultimately, but he his fear is that God will be shamed because he has boasted about God to the king. And now he's going to go back to the king and say, well, God's not going to really provide. You're going to have to provide instead. So we fasted and pleaded with our God about this. Verse 23 says, and he was receptive to our prayer. Ezra writes this after his safe arrival to Jerusalem. In Jerusalem, 
he says, as a consequence of their much praying and fasting, the journey was successful. God was gracious. He did protect them for the journey. Their possessions, and even more importantly, their little children were saved from any bands of enemies or marauders, any wild animals that would hurt them. Have you ever made a boast about God and then been relieved when God showed that he's faithful? I think the end zone stands as a testimony to that. We really believe that God wanted to do more than we could ever ask or imagine, more than we could see. And there were times when we wondered if it would happen. And we fasted and we prayed and we said, God, you got to make this happen. And there were times when I wondered, have I boasted too much in the Lord? Oh, Lord, I don't want you to be embarrassed because I boasted too much. And God answered his prayers. I got an email from a friend whose mom has cancer, stage four. Many people have been praying for her. His email was to say that she's going in for one more surgery and treatments but that her surgeon told her that she is the only stage four cancer patient he's ever seen. The only stage four cancer patient he's ever seen to take through that surgery so that if that surgery is successful and the treatments following it up, she will be cancer free. See, they boldly boasted in the Lord, praying for their mom with stage four cancer. Lord, we believe that you can heal and we will give you the glory. And God answered, and there's so, so much joy now. That's what Ezra is expressing. He boasted in God and he prayed and he fasted when things got difficult and scary and he was not disappointed. So the Apostle Paul writes in Galatians 6, 14, As for me, I will never boast about anything except the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ. The world has been crucified to me through the cross and I to the world. Am I talking to anybody who needs the gracious hand of God today? I love that, that, that prayer. Um, you know, uh, they, they, you know, he had said that the hand of our God is gracious to all who would seek him. Do you boast that God will take care of you, provide for you, do immeasurably more than all you could ever ask or imagine through you? Well, let me encourage you, don't lose faith in God. Pray fast. Be confident. Now, I'd encourage you when you boast, don't boast in yourself. Don't boast just in your own desires. When you boast, boast in the Lord, boast in his greatness. Boast that you know what he can do. Boast that you know that he is powerful, that he is good, that he will provide according to his wisdom and love and righteousness. And then know that your boasting will never disappoint.
because you're boasting in the cross of Jesus Christ. And you can always be confident that he is at work for the good to those who boast in him. Heavenly Father, boy, I understand Ezra's situation here where he has accepted a life following you. He's wanting to do your work. He's wanting to take your risks. He's wanting to be bold in you. He's wanting other people to know what a great God you are. And so he's boasting about your greatness and your provision. And then that moment comes when he actually has to make the trip and it's scary. Lord, I pray for everybody right now who's hearing my voice and they're at the point, the days of boasting are in the past. They're in the days where they're starting to make the trip and it's scary. God, we humble ourselves before you that your name would be known, that your name would be made great, that people would know that, when, that, that all boasting in the cross is a boasting that finds your graciousness, that we would be confident that you will provide, you will lead according to your love, according to your wisdom, according to your power, that you will work everything to the good to those who love you and are called according to the purpose, your purpose. So help us, Lord, to boast in you and to have confidence that you will work all things to your good. Through Christ I pray. Amen. Pretty cool passage there. Ezra chapter 8, 21 through 23. So we fasted and pleaded with our God about this, and he was receptive to our prayers. May God be receptive to your prayers.